0: learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His word. So last week, while I was at a happy family event, we'll get to that in a moment, Mary Haller gave a dynamite sermon based on God's invitation to Abraham, didn't she? Yeah. Baruch Hashem. So what was that, Genesis 12? What is that? What does that say? Lech lecha, you remember that? Avraham, go for yourself, or go toward yourself, or or get going already. I'm inviting you to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. Leave behind the gods of your ancestors, the land of your ancestors, and go to the place where I will show you. That's all the info info you get, Abraham. So uh, you got to kind of trust me on the on the rest. Hey, it's me, the the creator. So just. Follow me, right? That's what God is saying. Give, give up everything, everything, give up everything so that you can be the biggest blessing the world has ever seen. So Abraham, what is your RSVP? Répondez s'il vous plaît. So he went. He responded, right? And that's what we talked about last week. Right, Mary? Was I listening? Yes, okay. As for Sonia and I, The happy family event we went to was a wedding. Yeah, it was fun. Sonia's niece got married and we got to see her family, both close relatives like her mom and uh, more distant relatives. Um, Something I heard over and over as I was walking around was this statement of awe and joy. People were, everyone was saying, "I I haven't seen these people in like 10, 15, 20 years. This is amazing. And it's such a joyful occasion, right? It's just a, it's just a really special thing. I felt the same way, uh, even though it's my wife's family. But I, I felt uh, accepted, you know, kind of grafted in, to use a a, a, a Pauline term. I felt, uh, I felt it to the point where I was so joyful, uh, finally being able, able to talk to uh, Sonia's uncle, who I had only met once on on Zoom, and now we were face to face, and. It was just, it was really remarkable. And think about it. All of that starts with what? An invitation. You know what I mean. It comes in the mail with some weird kind of doily, frou-frou fabric on it, and you're like, okay, in the most formal language possible, the honorable Mr. and Mrs. Blurdy Blur kindly request your presence to celebrate the nuptials of the Blurgity Blur Blur, right? All of that to ask two basic questions. Who's coming to this thing and what do you want to eat, right? And as I checked beef and my wife checked salmon all those months ago, and then we sent our RSVP to the invitation, back to the happy couple, I never imagined the impact of that action, the impact of that response. Think about it. You check a box, and then you are thrust in the middle of folks that haven't seen each other in years, on top of sacred family drama playing out right in front of you watching a father whisper, take care of her, after walking his daughter down the aisle, handing her over to the groom as he responds, I will. The tearing and joining, the new family restructured and recreated before your eyes. And you're there simply because you put a check mark on a piece of paper. The response to the invitation Is just the beginning. The other thing about an invitation that we don't often think about is that it represents a future point when the inviter will be with the invitee, right? For Sonia, checking the box labeled salmon led to a moment of embracing a beaming bride. The invitation, and more importantly, the response to the invitation, sets into motion three things. Sacred drama, nearness to the inviter, and character building. The joys and trials of life with God. And so with our friend Avraham. God's invitation to him in Genesis 12 that Mary spoke about last week to be a blessing to all the nations was simply that, it's just an invitation. What follows, the family drama, the traumatic trials, the immense joys, the character building, encountering the God of creation face to face, this is what happens as a result of that RSVP. And so it is with us. This is where we find ourselves after we respond to God's invitations. Notice I said, invitations plural the invitation to make yeshua our resurrected king and messiah is one of many invitations from god and many of us have checked that box but it's not the only one right yeah how many of you know that god continually continually invites us deeper and deeper into our calling by the way if you have an rsvp to that first invitation to accept yeshua let me just give an aside here that's a wedding you don't want to miss so now for those of us who responded to that invitation that means sacred drama nearness to the inviter and character building until the next invitation followed by sacred drama nearness to the inviter and character building And so on so let's check out Abraham's story in this week's Parsha and see what we can see chapter 18 is action-packed here's the opening then Adonai appeared to him at Mamre's large trees while he was sitting in the entrance of his tent during the heat of the day when he lifted up his eyes to see suddenly three men were standing right by him so God the God that created all the plants and animals and people when there was darkness and chaos, the God that allowed the flood to consume the earth that he created, and the God that rescued a family from that flood, the God who scattered the nations and then called one man to gather them back to himself through an invitation. This God appears. To Abraham, when you appear, that means that you are seen. The name of this week's parsha is VaYera. The Torah portion name comes from the first significant word in that portion, VaYera Adonai, and the Lord appeared. This is the first phrase of Genesis 18. The word VaYera is rooted in the verb Re, which means to see. So you could translate it, the Lord was seen by Abraham. Abraham sees God somehow. Wait, what? (laughs) That bit bit did not work at all. (laughs) Did I see that correctly? (laughs) Abraham sees God. God appears to him. That's I don't think that's ever happened before, right? But it makes sense if we're thinking about the invitation in Genesis 12. When Sonia and I responded to the wedding invitation, we didn't just check a box. Oh no. How did we really respond? That's right. We got on our camels and went to the land of Canaan. No, sorry, that was, that was Abraham. Okay, we got in our car And went to the land of Pennsylvania and when we got there we expected the inviters to be there we expected them to appear we expected to see the happy couple that invited us of course so when God invites Abraham when God invites you that means what that means he's gonna show up at the place where he invited you (laughs) Here's the bottom line. If we draw near in responding to God's invitation, if we get on our camels, right, and we go, then God draws near. If you draw close, God draws close. Do we know this to be true in our experience? Has there ever been a day when you just didn't feel like getting out of your house and coming to synagogue or coming to church Or maybe you just didn't feel like going to a quiet place to pray. But you also felt an invitation from God. And so, maybe a little reluctantly, you went anyway. Has that ever happened to you? You went. Maybe you were comfy cozy and it was raining out, but you said to yourself, you know, I'm going to respond to this God invitation I feel in my kishkas. And so you go, and when you get to the synagogue or the church or your prayer spot, God is there. Maybe this happened to you today. You can feel him by your presence, by his presence. The Holy Spirit meets with you, and you say, thank God. Thank God I responded to this invitation. I needed to connect with him. I needed healing In my heart I needed encouragement I needed to know that I was loved I needed to know that I was valued that I was his son that I was his daughter that I was beautifully and wonderfully made that he sees me he sees me in the pit that I find myself in and that he sees me down there and he's bringing me out and he's giving me a new heart and he's pouring clean water on me, and he's drawing me near. He's showing me something new. He has a beautiful plan concerning all the stuff that I'm processing in here. He's not caught off guard by bad news. He's renewing and restoring my family in his way and in his time. He is restoring my heart my body, my life. There are some things perhaps I need to adjust, some things I need to give up, some things I need to apologize for. That he is God. He is the same one who made me. He's the same one who created me, and he wants to meet with me because that's the kind of God he is. Has that ever happened to you? All right. So if God sends an invitation, then he shows up where he invited you, just like a wedding. Perhaps God is inviting you to a wedding. Okay, back to Abraham. So God shows up because he's the inviter, even though this has never happened before since Adam and Eve left the garden. So Abraham sees three men, and two of them apparently are angels. The remaining one apparently... Is Hashem. If you think it's weird that God would appear as a man to Abraham, then spoiler alert, uh, you're really gonna flip out when you read the Gospels. But anyway, uh, three people appear, and since God is invitational, now Abraham and Sarah get a chance to be invitational because they are made in his image, welcoming the stranger just like God does. And so Abraham and Sarah are all over this hospitality thing, like a chicken on a June bug. Right? My Lord, if now I have found favor in your eyes, please do not pass by your servant. Please let a little water be brought to you so I can wash your feet and make yourselves comfortable under the tree. And let me bring a little bit of bread so you can refresh yourselves. Then you can pass on since you have passed by your servant. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quick, need three measures of fine flour and prepare bread loaves. Then to the herd Abraham ran and took a young ox, tender and good, and gave it to the servant who prepared it quickly. Then he took butter and milk and the young ox that he prepared and set it before them. And while he was standing by them under the tree, they ate. He was standing there, I guess, you know, kind of like a waiter. You know, If you need anything else, I'll be right here. Just a side note here. We have a lot of Abrahams and Sarahs in our community. Have you ever noticed that? What I mean is the gift of hospitality is beautifully flourishing in so many people in our synagogue. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. That is a testimony of God's faithfulness. Thank you, mishpucha. Keep encouraging one another and inviting one another over for a meal, just as in fact you are doing. Hey, that that kind of sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. But I digress. Okay. Back to Abraham. Man, my jokes are not landing today. That's okay. It's important that you that you encounter the word of God. That you think I'm funny is not as important. But uh, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with it here. All right. So back to Abraham. So they sent to him, where is Sarah, your wife? There in the tent, he said. Then he said, I will most surely return to you in about a year. Surprisingly, Sarah, your wife will have a son. What is that? Sacred drama. Out of barrenness and old age and impossibility, God shows up, Abraham and Sarah show up, and then God creates new life. According to this week's Parsha, Abraham is 100 years old, Sarah is 90. Any 100 year old men or 90 year old women out here today? Any raise your hand? Okay, Scott, yes, thank you for being here. All right. Uh, Scott, congrats. It's a boy. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Wow. That's the kind of wild and crazy thing that happens when you respond to an invitation from the creator of life. Maybe not this exact thing. You know, I'm not prophesying over you, Scott, but, but something like it, right? Think about Think about this. Invitations aren't for boring things, right? You don't ever get a flowery invitation in the mail to come watch paint dry. Um, I'm checking regretfully decline because watching paint dry is lame, right? That doesn't happen, no way. You get invites for weddings, bar mitzvahs, birthdays, rabbinic ordinations, that sort of thing. Sacred drama unfolding new life. And so it is with God. If he invites you to follow him, that means it's going to be exciting. Best invite I ever responded to was the invitation to receive Yeshua as Messiah and Lord. Let me tell you, it's been a wild ride, but it led me to Sonia. It led me to this Messianic synagogue. It's led me to be walking in my calling as a rabbi and shepherd, I wouldn't change it for anything. And I know, I know that all of you who have made the same decision, who have responded to that invitation, would say the same thing. Amen? Yeah. So let's finish up with the last part of uh, chapter 18. This is where it gets interesting. Then the men got up from there and looked down over Sodom. Abraham was walking with them to send them off when Adonai said, Should I keep secret from Abraham what I'm about to do, seeing that Abraham will most certainly become a great and mighty nation, and in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed? For I have made myself known to him, so that he will command his sons and his household after him to keep the way of Adonai by doing righteousness and justice, so that Adonai may bring upon Abraham what he has spoken about him. Then Adonai said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great indeed and their sin is very grievous indeed. I want to go down now and see if they deserve destruction as its outcry has come to me. And if not, I will know. Then the men turned from there and went towards Sodom, but Abraham was still standing before Adonai. So there's three men, hello? If it's the Lord, you gotta take it. You gotta respond to that invitation. So there's three men, two of them went down to Sodom and Gomorrah. And they turn out to be angels and then Abraham is standing talking to one man okay you do the math Uh, Abraham drew near interesting right he drew near and said will you really sweep away the righteous with the wicked suppose there are 50 righteous within the city will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of 50 righteous who are in it far be it from you to do such a thing to cause the righteous to die with the wicked, so that the righteous and the wicked share the same fate. Far be it from you. Shall the judge of the whole world not exercise justice? And so it continues, until God and Abraham negotiate lower and lower, down to ten righteous people. I mean, there's a lot going on here. One thing I noticed this week, look at how near God is to Abraham, how personal God seems. The same God who created all the nations is now saying, well, let me go down there and see what's going on in a personal way with Sodom and Gomorrah. And then we see, in a sense, the inner thoughts of God. Should I share with Abraham this thing that I'm about to do? And then God remarks in his thoughts on Abraham's calling to bless the nations, including this Sodom and Gomorrah. And so the balance is tipped toward God sharing with Abraham the divine plan, because it's part of Abraham's calling. In fact, it's the center of his calling to be a blessing to all the nations, to care about people he's never met. So God is inviting Abraham into his own inner thoughts. That's very intimate. That's very Personal, And he is processing justice and judgment and mercy, and he invites Abraham into that. And Abraham boldly enters into that space because he's a responder to invitations, right? And he has an immense calling, an immense character to care for this Sodom and Gomorrah, to, to, to intercede, to plead with God for this, these people that he's never met, because that's part of his DNA, to bless. The English here in verse 19 uh, is translated, I have made myself known to him. Um, but it's just one word in Hebrew, yadativ. Literally, it says, I have known him using the same word for to know as is used in in the intimate kind of knowing in genesis in other words i know abraham metaphorically as a husband knows his wife this is my friend so apparently the two men who are angels continue going to sodom and gomorrah and abraham remains remains standing with the third man and the text says Abraham remained standing before Adonai. Wow. God is so close. God is so close. And what does Abraham do here? The next verse says, Abraham drew near. Wow. It's like a repeat of Genesis 12, but this time it's a reversal. Abraham invites God. Abraham draws near. But he's been doing this all along right mirroring what God is doing Abraham has invited God to be with him as God invited him to the land of Israel Abraham has given food to God as God gives food to us so is there a way for us mirror the actions of Hashem because we are also made in his image not just Abraham we also is there something we could invite God into as we grow in character we invite God into different areas of our lives like Abraham we can draw near ourselves we can take initiative we can invite God in and we can also invite others we can invite the stranger we can be more inclusive We can be more welcoming. This is character building. If we do a quick survey of the Parsha, God's invitation to Abraham to bless all the nations led to the promise of a miraculous birth, pleading with God in an intimate way to spare two nations. That's just the first chapter. Then you have the dramatic and traumatic rescue of Lot, his nephew, from intense evil. Abraham continues to tell people that Sarah is his sister, not his wife, even though that didn't really work out the first time, but he's blundering through. Then you have the birth of Isaac. Then you have the banishment of his other son, Ishmael. Then you have the near sacrifice of Isaac leading up to the death of his wife, Sarah, at the beginning of next week's Parsha. Following the Lord is not always sunshine and rainbows, but it means that he is near. God is near to the brokenhearted. The Lord is near to all those who call upon him. If everything were perfect, we wouldn't be calling upon him, right? What kind of invitation is this? It's an invitation toward transformation. Abraham is transformed into the image of God. We see that. We see him mirroring what God does. So much that the roles can be reversed. And Abraham invites God. He invites God, won't you apply your justice and mercy toward this nation? Directly after college, I taught high school Spanish in Mississippi for three years. A lot of my students were 18. And I was 22. (laughs) This was one of the hardest things I did. I think it was the hardest season of my life. Um, Being a first year teacher, having to create all your lesson plans from scratch, having no idea how to generate respect or redirect behavior or motivate or do grades or deal with parents or deal with the administration have good boundaries, have good time management. I was learning all of that. It was it was brutal. But you better believe I was praying every day. I was probably praying then more than I pray now. <laughs> yeah, asking God for wisdom and strength. It was clearly beyond me and that's how it is. When I got married, I was like, you know, being a husband is beyond my abilities. I need, to, I need to pray. I need God's help. Whenever we encounter something that's beyond our ability to do, that's when we know that God is near, right? And he is. He is near. I was praying every day. I was asking God for wisdom and strength. I was reading the Bible every day. I was involved in my church. I was playing gospel music on the worship team every Sunday. I was doing Bible study with other teachers every week because I needed that, I needed that. I was walking through my classroom before my students arrived and praying over the seats, you know, especially the, the talkative ones, you know, spend a little time praying there. You know, they're not there yet, so they don't know. Yeshua said, only the sick know that they need a doctor, and he came for the sick. So he came for me. Let me be weak so God can be near to me. I'm okay being weak if it means that God is near. Let me be in over my head so God can be strong. It was one of the hardest times of my life, but I felt the presence of God stronger during that time more than any other time I believe that's true for many of you as well so let's pause for a moment where are we on this journey what is the invitation in our life right now are we experiencing hesitation or transformation are we experiencing sacred drama intensity with our families. Is God distant? Do we want him to be distant? Is he somewhere way off in heaven, far away? Or is he close? Do you want him to be close? Is there something you can invite God into? Is there someone on your heart you know you can invite? You can include them you never know. You might be serving an angel like Abraham did. Do we feel our character being shaped by the joys and sorrows of life? What part of this journey resonates with you? I encourage you to take some time and think about it. Let's allow the Abraham story to infuse our story so we can draw near to god and god can draw near to us avinu father we we ask for your help we acknowledge that we've we're unable to do really anything on our own strength i i you hold our breath in your hands <laughs> and so for me to breathe in and then speak these words it's you sustaining me I might think that I'm pretty self-sufficient and then I got a lot of things going for me but the reality is you sustain me you enable me to do everything and help us to be weak so that you can be strong help us to invite you in and help us to respond to your invitations with a with a yes and amen just like you respond to us. All your promises are yes and amen. Help us to be like that. Help us to be invitational to others, to the Jewish community. Help us to be invitational to those that are hurting, that need a friend. Use us, Lord. Work in our lives and work through our lives for the fullness of your kingdom. And help us to rely on you. And no matter what we're experiencing, even if it's, you know, turmoil, um, that we would see your presence with us, because you're the fourth man in the fire. You're the fourth man in the fire. Daniel's friends went to the fire. You didn't prevent them from going in, but you went in with them. So please be with us, Lord, and help us to be with you. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen.